podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. The Newcastle Natter is back for the season by Labrooks. Hello and welcome to the Newcastle Natter. I'm Paul Doolan, joined on the phone this week by two lovely gentlemen, Dave Watson and Fergus Craig. Hello. 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 Fergus, you're currently on the move. I'm currently walking down a Montreal street. Wow. Hold on, let me just grab a quick Vox Pop. Hi, did you see this? <laughs> <laughs> I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to be uh, walking in my door in about one minute's time. But yeah, we, I underestimated how long it would take me to order and eat a massive place, plate of eggs. <laughs> <laughs> massive plate of eggs. <laughs> Yeah. Fair enough. Yeah, we just went to a... Are you preparing for a um, weightlifting session or something? <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's what I do now. Fergus likes yeah, to get a lot went... of protein before the last natter of the season. Yeah, just we, we just went for brunch. Brunch is a big thing here. And uh, we went to a place called uh, Le Fri. Le what? Which of course, means the eggery. Oh. Luffery. Luffery. Oh. The eggery. So, so we just yeah. call it the eggery. <laughs> the eggery. Dave, you just went, oh, God. They do speak <laughs> French here. They're like allowed to have their own. Yeah, but it's yeah. not proper French, is it? If it's luffery, then they're tacking That on is French. French. No, it's, Anglic- it's anglicization if it's eri on the end. Isn't I don't it? know if I it is know. though. No, I, I don't. Think, I don't think you know enough. I think all about words French in English to be confident in what you're saying there, Dave. All words in English but, that end in "eri" and "ari" are basically French words that we've nicked, and they yeah, translate like as the same thing. Charcuterie. Yeah. Okay. I've just or even like ordinary. Into my house. I've just walked into my house. Oh my god! There's a man fucking my wife. Hang on. <laughs> Get out! Get out! <laughs> And speaking of being <laughs> fucked, Dave, how are you? <laughs> what the fuck? I'm fine. I'm, no, I I'm, mean I'm mentally. Oh, by uh, this scarred. takeover stuff, After which that? we'll get onto. Oh, yeah, we'll get onto the takeover stuff. But um, yeah, I'm good. Good, really good. This is great to hear. I, I think, think Fergus is gone. Fergus, I'm gone back. Sorry, back. my phone was just oh, connecting God. to my Wi-Fi. Oh, okay. <laughs> How are you, Paul? I'm well. I'm balmy. It's a balmy evening in London. Lovely. It's it's a sweaty a sweaty small room. It's just had a, a very despondent Arsenal podcast in before us. <laughs> Hilarious. Hilarious. Schadenfreude. Yep. Um, so I was thinking we could... It's funny that Arsenal, for like the whole time we've been doing this podcast and more basically the last 50 years 15 years arsenal fans have been very very angry all the time yes whilst at the same time competing and sometimes winning trophies but <laughs> <laughs> like they're really angry now after losing in the europa league final which would if that had happened to us that would be the greatest celebratory podcast in the history yeah. of newcastle podcast <laughs> it would be yeah. a top rough pod yeah, and we may be there again because actually no let's talk about the Fulham game first it feels like an age ago but Fulham away I think my favourite bit about the game was the end of term feeling 
and all the Geordies in boats going down the Thames. <laughs> yeah, did you see this, Fergus? Basically, there were like three. You didn't go to it, people. No, no, I was, I was child caring. Yeah, um, there were three or four right, boats yeah, yeah. absolutely packed to the rafters with uh, with Geordies getting shit faced on the way down to uh, Putney Bridge. So, a great time was had by all, by the looks of things. On and off the pitch. Brilliant. Yeah. Any fatalities? <laughs> Just nine. <laughs> yeah. We are always, we do always seem to be very good at the end of the season. Well, the last four, last four, um, you know, end of season games under Benitez, we beat Spurs and got relegated. We beat them 5-1 at St. James's Park. With 10 um, yeah, with 10 men. Then we beat Barnsley, was it 3-0, 4-0? I think it was 3-0 to, to win the championship. We beat Chelsea uh, for 4-0 on the last game of last season. And then, um, yeah, we smashed Fulham 4-0. And it we deserved it. You know, it wasn't against the runner play or anything. We were, yeah, it was class. I, I don't want to get too much into it because it was ages ago and everybody's seen it. But... Um, Shelby scored, Perez scored, Rondon scored, Shah got a goal. So, yeah, yeah good time was had by all. Yeah. Yeah, oh, it was good. I wouldn't. It feels bad to move on quickly from a 4 0 victory, but it was a while ago and it does feel like there's an elephant in the room that needs to be addressed. Was that the one sure. that was fucking um, Ferguson's <laughs> wife? No, it's the Hong Kong well, Sevens it was, tournament. It was elephant sized. <laughs> <laughs> The takeover, then. The takeover. This is. It feels like it's been going on for months, but basically, Sunday night, the Sun published an article saying Newcastle is about to be taken over, and nobody yeah. else is covering it. And since then, everyone's gone mental. Yeah. What's going on, Dave? You follow things. <laughs> well, so there's there's things that we know. Um, Sheikh Khaled. Um, the leader of the group buying who want to buy Newcastle United claims to have agreed terms and to have provided proof of funds on the 17th of April. He claims that they're in the process of passing the fit and proper person test and the group by all accounts, both domestic and over in the, um, in the Arab world are confident of, you know, they're confident that they're going to complete the purchase of the club. What we also know is that Newcastle United have confirmed that they're in negotiation with this group. Um, they state that they haven't received proof of funds and the Premier League state that they've not received anything but are aware of a proposed takeover. So everything else is just conjecture. That's that's what we know. Those claims, the counterclaims, everything else is just, is just up in the air guesswork. It's very um, odd to see the club denying things that they're saying have happened, but also yeah. on other issues like the idea of a takeover happening, the club have just said no comment, mm-hmm. which suggests stuff is going on. But it, there seems to be a very different I, I view of stuff a, coming out of the Middle East. Yeah, I hate to be a party pooper, no, you but don't. here we go. No. <laughs> yeah. Well, if like if the club it's in the club's interest to keep it going on because that is basically part of the club's uh modus operandi I thought you were going to go raise on debt sure. <laughs> fair enough sure yeah i was well i wasn't confident with with whatever i was saying as i started saying it i think i pronounced it wrong 
anyway, let's just say MO. It's part of the club's MO. Every transfer window to have sort of possible takeover. Yeah. But if they're, if the Premier, if, if this shake is saying we've sent this to the Premier League and the Premier League is saying no, you haven't, then that does not bode well for the yeah. credibility so of one th- the takeover. One thing, I would, right? one thing I would say to just to interject there, the wording that, of the statement is that um, the group um, the uh, by Sheikh Khaled, they've they've signed you know both parties have signed the documents and they've been forwarded to the Premier League now that doesn't necessarily mean that a the club have you know the, the club not, hasn't necessarily sent it on to the Premier League the Premier League might not have received it yet Premier League might not have they might have received might be it, in junk not mail. processed it it might yeah be, they need know, to just it, check it, their spam filters because this could be what's <laughs> holding everything up what what else is interesting is that all those time, times previously, the leaks come from the club that oh we're in a takeover bid or oh there's I'm looking to sell before Christmas was his latest thing. Um, for him to be quiet now raises my eyebrow a bit because usually he would or the club would use this as a as an excuse to avoid talking about mm. Benitez's contract talks to avoid signing any players but they're not they're keeping stum and apparently it's quite the norm for uh, business to be done in the Arab world uh, where people say yeah this is going to happen and you know it's 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 a done deal and all the rest of it even when it's not and it's there's no like negativity attached to making such a bold claim and for it then to fall apart that's that's just the way of business you know it, they don't if that's not a negative thing for them. So it's funny. It's so funny that now, in the past few days, there's all these Geordies who are like suddenly going, basically, like the weird business is done in the Arab world. <laughs> <laughs> it's a very complex game over there. <laughs> I'm just saying what I've you know listened to, sure, and yeah, yeah, read yeah. and stuff. Yeah, it's um, so confusing at the moment though because there's so many people talking on behalf of them as there's somebody going around on twitter who claims to be a lawyer for the group taking over and then one of the local journalists or the national journalists said this is a fake account and then another journalist today has said no it's not this is actually one of their lawyers and this lawyer has tweeted a picture of Arjen Robin, Hamas Rodriguez and Juan Mata saying they would be good for Newcastle, <laughs> which doesn't seem like the actions of a lawyer who's currently engaged in buying a football club. It seems, no, it seems like somebody winding up Newcastle fans. Yeah, and I, th- I think there is part of that 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 particular person may well be part of the legal team that is involved in some sort of business with the the shake however that doesn't you know it doesn't necessarily mean that uh that it's not happening it's you know like i say the only things that we know are they've claimed to make to have made these um these this progress you know they say that terms have been agreed the club have confirmed that, that as well i think that's been confirmed that a price has been agreed both sides have agreed yeah. that yeah, which so feels I, I further if, than we've got before. Uh, yep, absolutely. And I, I would also 
imagine that it's quite conceivable that the, they they are at a stage where they can go through the fit and proper persons test and all and, and all that entails. The the sticking point for me is is our side of things. It's it's Mike Ashley um, because yes. I there were there were concerns that um, uh, Sheikh Khalid wouldn't have the money to do this kind of deal, and that's been proven to be um, erroneous. That's you know. What I've loved as well is Newcastle fans on Twitter getting very defensive about how much money a man a man they don't know has. <laughs> so they've been told he might not have the funds. Just basically, why why are you talking about Sheikh Khalid like this? How dare you? <laughs> Someone they've never heard of two days ago. And for all they know, yeah, might, it's like, might well, be fictional. It's, it's it's wait and see. I mean, yeah. everything's wait and see, and we've been here so many times before. But and each time it feels like there's lots of reasons why this time it's different. The Stavely one felt like it was going to happen. The Peter Kenyon one always felt like the club just wanting to get through the winter window. That's this true. one feels yeah, yeah. bigger than either of those. I'd agree. I'd agree with that. My my personal take on it is that this is brinkmanship by Ashley again. Um, Newcastle have agreed terms as per the claim but they're just sitting on the bid to try and start a, a bidding war from other interested parties maybe trying to drive the price up, maybe trying to get them to agree to merchandising deals or sponsorship well this is the deals. thing that i think anything that's going to hold up any bid with our club is there's no way ashley's not going to fight very hard for sports direct to control merchandise and still have advertising there despite not owning the club so even if the sale price is agreed and they pass the fit and proper persons test, there's still going to be a spanner in the works from him. Yeah. But I, people in the I, Middle East have been saying, or the, the guy who may or may not be a lawyer has said there'll be, there'll be news on Friday, which is tomorrow as we record. So people listening to mm. this may know more than we do now. Yeah. But it feels um, like we I know think... less every day the more information that comes out. Yeah, there seems to be more <laughs> fog and smoke as, as time goes on, I think that any announcement on Friday, it it won't be, and the club's been sold, because the fit and proper person test takes like two to four weeks. So if they haven't even started, if the Premier League haven't started that process yet, it can't be, and the sale's been, you know, the sale's going through. How do um, they do I the fit and proper person? Is it like the Krypton factor? They have like <laughs> mental puzzles and then a physical course. Well, I had a look. Yeah, because, I mean, there's such a... It, whatever the fit and proper person test is, it's a test that Mike Ashley has passed. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and, yeah. And people even worse than him. Yeah. The other thing as well, even if it was a fit for purpose test, which it clearly isn't looking at some of the owners, it's mad that we all want it to go through. Like, if... If these prospective owners fail the fit and proper persons test, we'll all be really annoyed. Where we should yeah. be pleased because it would be stopped. Relieved, yeah. It would be stopping a terrible owner getting the club, but we just want change so much now. Yeah. Yeah. And it, yeah I, I, I totally agree with that. By the way, the, the fit and proper persons test is basically they've got to provide the proof of the source of the funds and proof that they have the funds. They've got to provide a 12 month business plan, including how costs will be met and a financial structure for any investment. 
They've got to agree to ongoing rules, including keeping up to date with tax repayments, and they've got to pass the owners and directors test, which is they're only going to fail that if they've got certain convictions or professional disqualifications. And like you say, Fergus, like Mike Ashley's passed that. And if he can do it, given his track record, I'm sure other uh, Sheikh from the Middle East will be able to pass it. But he it does, as well. there is a criminal past to the Sheikh. Isn't Go there? on. Well, he, his grandfather <laughs> apparently murdered the grandfather of Man City's Sheikh. <laughs> Did you see this coming out? This is how yeah, in-depth some people were getting, though, looking into the family trees. Because initially it was coming out that he was Sheikh Mansour's brother, but now it's distant cousins, and now it's their granddad's and killed apparently they did And apparently they did it at half-time, <laughs> in, in, in the, in the half-time entertainment in a game. Yeah. Um, yeah, so there's so the Zayed group, but they're yeah, fronted the by Sheikh... Khaled. Sheikh Khaled. Khaled, yeah. Um, well, if that's true, that's going to make it, uh, the Man City Newcastle game. That's going to add a bit <laughs> of flavour in it. Yeah, I, I saw something on Twitter. It's the Abu Dhabi. Nice. Oh, nice. I think the mascots for those games should be replaced by grandparents of the players. <laughs> Whoever wins gets to murder the other ones. Um, it's nice how there's an assumption. There's just an instinctive thing about because of the way football has been in the last few years, if it's from the Arab world, then that's automatically unbelievable riches that yeah. we're tapping into. So I was listening to something earlier where the, the guy is, uh, I think he works for Be In Sports and maybe ESPN as well over there. And he was saying that while um, uh, Sheikh Khaled and the the, um, the group have plenty of money, uh, they're not, it's nowhere near Sheikh Mansour levels. It's more, you know, it's, they like the the journalist put it in kind of like the bit more than Bournemouth, probably about the same amount as Leicester. That that kind of financial clout. Dave, the so, guys are Sheikh. If I know anything about Sheikhs, is that they operate in billions, <laughs> not not Bournemouth levels. Unless it, unless it's the fake Sheikh. <laughs> it could be. Um, so yeah, so he, he said just. I mean, getting ahead of himself massively because he was pushed there by the uh, the guys talking to him. Uh, like, how much could could the, the the new owners possibly spend? He was saying comfortably 150 million pounds, like on the on the um, you know on the first transfer window, and after that it would be money raised by buying and selling, money raised by corporate all that mm. all sponsorship deals and everything else. And, you know, you could expect that level of spend in the, in the window. So but it's very tempting as fans to get like carried away and start planning, spending that money, despite the being like the thinnest tissue of evidence. Yeah. So I suggest yeah. we have a quick advert break and then do that. <laughs> I'll see you after these messages. <laughs> The Newcastle Natter is back for the season by Labrooks. Hello and welcome back to the Newcastle Natter. Dave, Fergus, we have a guaranteed £150 million. We know that much is true. How are we going to spend it? <laughs> oh, wow. Well, 
about what fifteen percent of that is like tip. <laughs> is um, that tip? I don't know. We we basically hundred and fifty million. I would it doesn't get you as much as you. We hope. need to. No, it really doesn't. I it mean, feels it, a bit like Doctor Evil po- saying, "I want one million dollars." Right, yeah, yeah. One hundred and fifty million spent spent well could get us up to to Leicester City levels. Yeah, it would maybe maybe better. But with one hundred and fifty million, I would hope that we would buy a nice, a very good spine of a team with players that I probably haven't heard of and certainly haven't seen play. Yes. Yeah. I think most of I mean, it would have to go on a striker, or the biggest purchase would have to be a striker. Yeah, but yeah. And you, you're paying a premium for a striker anyway, and you can pick up left-backs for significantly less. So if you broke it down to an equal share of £150 million over five players, you're talking £30 million quid a player, so you could comfortably get uh, a striker for £40-50 million or, or however much, and the rest of it can go on left backs and centre midfields and whatever. The, the the biggest issue for us is not it's not the transfer fees, it's the wages. Because according to FFP rules, you can only increase your wages by about ten percent year on year. We've got one of the lowest wages, like what like the wage bills in the in the Premier League. So if we can only increase it by ten percent, it's not right. It's going to be difficult to attract a 50, 60 million pound player, even if we can pay the fee, because we might not be able to cover the wages unless there's a, a, a restructuring to, to circumvent financial fair play rules. Yeah. I don't know. Um, I mean, we are going to be losing a couple of big earners, earners like uh, John Joe Shelby's likely to go, like Gales were likely to go, maybe Matt Ritchie. And while they're not on 250, million, uh, 250 grand a week, they are going to be on like 65 grand a week. That's that's quite a sizable, you know, portion yeah. of our... Well, you'd, ima- you'd imagine that, I mean, Wolves must have come up against the same problem. And yeah, whatever I, they've done, they've done pretty well. I think they they benefited hugely from the relationship that they have with like a super agent and I think it's Udinese where they, you know, they got around it by loaning a player so that they don't have to pay all of his wages and then, then buying him and that increases, you know. So I, I think they've, they've got around it. And you look at some of the other teams around our wage structure and looking at um, the likes of Brighton and uh, maybe Bournemouth, teams like that, and they don't really have big, big earners. Um, to the same level as someone like Leicester, uh, like um, Everton or West Ham do, but that's because West Ham and Everton have been paying those big wages consistently, so they can afford to make a, you know, splash all their ten percent. I think on if the Premier League taught us anything, though, is that if you have enough money, you can get around the rules, and they they won't yeah. care. Yeah, I, th- I think the big thing for for us is going to be that. It's less about going off and signing a marquee player for 100 million quid, and it's more that Rafa Benitez is going to be able to look at his, if he's still here, look at his list of players and be able to go after the first on the list instead yes. of, you know, Alassane Play, instead of, you know, tumbling down to his fifth choice and getting Hosselu. And that's, that's going to be the, the key difference because I don't imagine that Benitez is the kind of guy who wants to go off and sign a big name. He wants the person that's going to fit his. 
his style of football? Well, it's that's the big question now, isn't it? It's like how many days is it until Rafa's contract is it 30? It's so close? Yeah, it's thirty. It's, it's so his contract ends on June the thirtieth. Um, apparently, negotiations are going on uh, as if you know business as usual. Kind I think of thing. this time last week that was the main concern, and we were thinking it looks like he might sign on, and that has mm. just that seems to have vanished now with the takeover talk. There isn't yeah. really any reason for it to have disappeared. No, but it's... I mean, you can only focus on one thing at a time, can't you? But the club... Weirdly, yeah. the club don't seem to be involved in the takeover. They don't seem to know any more than the fans. It's just Mike Ashley dealing with it. Yeah. So you would think Lee Charney needs something to do. Tying up <laughs> as his contract wouldn't be the worst use of his time. But then the new I'm, being, I'm being cynical, but it's, it's yeah. just such a brilliant way to get through another pre-season and another yeah. transfer window. I, I know what you're saying. going on. I, yeah, I mean, it, it could it could well be. But I I think the the issue with the new potential owners could be muddying the waters with the contract because Rafa Benitez might think to himself, well. If I sign a new contract with you guys on this amount of money and with these guarantees and with these clauses, and then these other guys come in who could afford to pay me more, could give me better assurances and can you know give me X, Y, and Z, then should I not hang fire to see how that plays out? Um, and the, according to this um, this journalist over in the Middle East, he was saying that the the um, Sheikh Khaled group are quite. Like they've they've accepted the fact that Benitez might get a better offer for somewhere else before they before the the, the transfer of the club goes through. But they want him. It's just that you know if if his contract ends June the thirtieth and the takeover doesn't finish until into July, then there's nothing really that they can do. It does feel like there's a very real chance we won't get Benitez's contract sorted in time and the takeover won't go through. But I don't think yeah. it'll be a masterstroke from Mike Ashley. I think it's it's coincidence that he's just inept enough for this to happen, and it then yeah. later gets attributed to him getting exactly what he wanted. I think everything yeah, Mike Ashley sure, does, yeah. all the sort of transfer window delays and that kind of thing, a lot of the time it's just because he's not a particularly good businessman. No. And his I think main he fancies himself as a bit of a... Um... Uh, am I thinking Daniel Levy? Is that what I mean? Yeah. yeah. I think he fancies himself as a bit of a Daniel Levy. Yeah. Or maybe I mean, Lee Charney does. Just that, <laughs> Daniel Levy, that, his that, clubber in the Champions League final this weekend. <laughs> yeah. yeah. But who has done that through... He, he frequently leaves things to the end of the transfer window. He yeah. frequently buys less or for less or pays less than... Uh, people might like, but he produces results. Yeah, and and I think the big difference between uh, Levy is that he lets the um, he lets Pochettino say, "I want I don't know Lucas Moura," and Levy will go, "All right, I'll go out and get you it, but I know that if I wait, I can get him cheaper," and so he will wait. Whereas Mike Ashley. You know, Rafa Benitez says, I want Alassane play, plea. And Mike Ashley says, no, 
oh, I need a striker. We'll just wait till the end of the season. It's like that's it's not the same approach. You know, one, yeah. one is. One well, the main difference, Daniel Levy wants Spurs to be a more successful football yes. club than they currently are. Yeah. Mike Ashley wants Newcastle to finish anywhere between 17th and 1st every season, preferably 15th. Yeah. That sort of area of yeah. the table. So you don't have to spend too much to try and keep up the no. momentum and doesn't have to have the bother of Europe to add more fixtures that you then have to get more players to have a, a yeah. big enough squad for. Yeah. I mean, the worst case scenario is that the sale doesn't go through. Benitez leaves. Um, if he goes, then you'll see the back of players like um, Iose Perez will go. Mm. Richie will definitely go. Maybe players like Lascelles and Mark Hughes else. will come in. Yeah, someone like Mark Hughes. He'll bring in Andy Carroll on a free. And it just. I mean, we could get relegated again, and this time, if we're relegated, the only real saleable asset that you'd say we have, actually, I suppose you've got like Shah and Almiron, but can you see anybody paying big money for um, Lascelles? Yeah, maybe. But like, let's not, not go down the negative route. We're gonna we're about to be oh, pumped okay. full of millions. <laughs> I mean, like I said before, I still think this is just brinkmanship, and then Ashley's waiting for another bid to come in, and I'm. Like sceptical of the the interest, but I'm hopeful. Well, I think in natural tradition, we should... Let's go around and do percentages. Percentages that will be taken over this summer. Start with you, Fergus. I'm going to go uh, 33.3 recurring. That we will. That we will get taken over, yeah. Ah. I'm the other way. I'm about 60%. Oh, wow. Yeah, about 60% that we will get taken over. Yeah, I'm, I hate myself for saying it. I'm 70% sort of that we will. Really? It just wow. it feels different enough. It feels like Ashley is a motivated seller. I think the only obstacle to it is Mike Ashley. I think there's enough motivated buyers out there. I think there always have been. This is it, this is it. Oh, this time I know it's the real thing. <laughs> it's going gonna, it's gonna to be so upsetting if it doesn't happen this time. It's basically, yeah. if it doesn't happen this time, then next season it's fool me four times, shame on you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. uh. Would you rather we got token over or... Find out that global warming is nothing to worry about. Global warming. Yeah, I'd say global yeah. warming. Yeah. What about you, okay. Fergus? Yeah, global warming. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's a real Sophie's choice, that question. <laughs> yeah. Speaking of questions, shall we move on to listener questions? Yeah. Did you, because you put a message out sure. as well, Dave. Yeah. Um, Did you... Jake Samson asks, uh, can you nominate a Watney's player of the season, brackets, the shittest player, and a uh, new sponsor of your choice, player of the season, the best player? The uh, shittest player. Right. Shittest is that a dig at Watney's? Yeah, it is. Yeah. Good. Oh. They're dead to us now. Yeah, they stopped. Oh, did Watney's leave? I think yeah. so. Yeah, we, we're, yeah, we're not sponsored by them now. Scum. <laughs> um... Okay, go on. Go ahead. 
So I shit player of the season first, are we doing? I think we can yeah. all say it on one, on three. One, one two, no. two, three. three. Hosselu. Oh. What? Yeah, no, you might be right with Kennedy, actually. I think yeah. we knew Hustle yeah, was I shit have. before the start of the season, didn't we? <laughs> I held back because I couldn't really remember any of our players. Um, <laughs> she just shouted Paul Kitson. <laughs> um, and the best player of the season? I guess, I I'll, 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 I guess I'll go with Kennedy because I guess I've got the deciding Okay, button. best player of the season. Go on, 15. One, two. <laughs> okay, go on, three. <laughs> One, two, three. Perez Shah Ooh. Rondon You changed your tune Paul You said it was Rondon last time No I didn't prove it <laughs> Where's your proof? It's been recorded No like the Doesn't last sound like something I'd say the... Yeah um, No I think I think it's a decent show Perez had a great end of the season um, uh, He looks Over 10 goals player. Again yeah, pl- Created quite a lot of goals Yeah he is he's a good one. Um, uh, Fergus is a decent shout with Rondon because I think I don't think Newcastle would have got the points that we did even when he didn't score or play particularly well. Yeah, he I think was, without him, if we relied on Hosselu, we would possibly have gone down slash very probably yeah. have gone down. But I just think Shah was. I think Perez. And, I yeah. think Perez would do so well. With, I don't think Perez would be so well without Rondon, whereas I think yeah. Rondon would probably be the same without Perez. Yeah, perhaps. Possibly, yeah. Uh, but Shah's definitely a great show. He has been right. brilliant. Uh, um, another question um, from Bedford Mag. Uh, he says, uh, season started bad and finished strong. If we could start strong and finish stronger, we would be in the top 10 easily. Don't think that's a question. Almiron coming in boosted the team immensely. Yep, I agree. Uh, Perez was fantastic for a bargain buy. And Bedford is 75% Rafa will stay, purely based on the takeover shite. I mean, what Bedford's done there is he's managed to get in multiple points like he usually does, but he's forgotten to make any of them questions. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But yeah, it's hard to disagree with what he says. Yeah, I agree with most of what he said. Um, Jordi Ash, good. I've seen on Twitter, yeah. has tweeted a picture of a bet receipt for next season, Newcastle to win the Premier League at four hundred to one, and he's asked overly optimistic. I say yes, especially yeah. because Leicester were five thousand to one. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So <laughs> I can't believe we're down yeah. to four hundred one. <laughs> Leicester didn't um, have a shake. True enough. Um, at Frieda Yazin one CJ asks if the squad stays the same, would you keep Lascelles as captain for next season? It's a good question. Mm. I probably would because I think he is. I would possibly the best leader yes. in the squad, but I don't think he's anywhere near guaranteed a starting place. On form, I'd agree with that. He was way below form. This season, I would say he was our possibly fourth best centre back this season. Yeah, I'd say third or fourth. Yeah, I think he was on a par with uh, Fernandez. I think they both had errors in them. I don't think Clark did much worse than Lascelles, to be honest. No, but he's just not good enough. He's another one that'll be on his way, I reckon. 
Maybe, but um, he's good to. I think it's good to have a Clark in reserve who knows he's not going to play every game, but when he comes in, does well and gets the odd goal. That's the sort of squad play you want. Yep. I, I think if you drop Lassell, if you drop Lascelles as, as captain, I mean that's that, that's him off, really, isn't it? You can't you can't do yeah. that unless I mean if, if the squad says that it's the same. Like if someone was coming in, if Vincent Company was coming in, you could understand him coming out thing. Yeah, but you know. yeah. Well, given given that's the the like his chief positive that he brings to the squad his leadership and his like if you take that away from him he's not really much better than your third choice centre half so yeah, yeah I'd agree you'd be off um, at Jackson Graham asks what are you doing to protect yourself from the inevitable failure to get this deal over the line I've bought a rope and I'm going to hang myself I'm going to do it on YouTube <laughs> wow yeah <laughs> Is that is that really protecting yourself? Yep. I won't have to live with the upset of it. I'm going to do it on the stroke Bleak. of midnight. Wow. I've made the gallows. That's fine. Don't worry about that. Have yeah. you been, have you, you've been affected <laughs> by any of the issues raised during this podcast. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I'm too invested in this takeover for it to not go through. But I'm also fully aware how stupid I'm going to feel afterwards when it, of course, it's not going to. I've I've basically forbidden myself from taking anything anybody says seriously unless they are the club, Luke Edwards, George Colkin, or uh, Big Chris Holt. Anybody else says anything on on Twitter about the takeover? I'm not I'm not believing it. Oh, you like being mansplained too, don't you? Yeah, I know you're not well, taking any women seriously, Dave. If if twenty nineteen, if Gabby Logan has an insight. I'll trust her, but I don't think she's going to. You, gonna, you so. didn't ask her, did you? You just went straight to your <laughs> you men. Won't take anyone, you won't take anyone else seriously, but you will happily go down the rabbit hole of some bloke on Twitter who says he's a lawyer. <laughs> <laughs> that wasn't me, pal. That was Paul. I, I was doubtful of that chump from the off because I looked at his Twitter account. And he's a Man U fan, and he tweeted something in Arabic to a mate of his, and it said, the Newcastle fans are snatching, which I can only assume is a translation that can also mean biting. Dave, he used biting. Arabic letters. What more proof do you need that he is a lawyer from the Middle East? <laughs> <laughs> that he used Latin. That yeah. would have been a giveaway. That's true. Um, yeah. So, no, not buying it until those four, one of those four to say it. Okay. Wow. Bill uh, Mann y- asks... Yes. Uh, Looking forward to your looking forward to hearing your take on the shakeover. I like that hashtag. Nice one, Bill. Mm. Also, the Ramos to Newcastle chatter is totally nuts, right? I've not heard the Ramos to Newcastle. Is this a real <laughs> thing that's being said? Oh, it, I mean, it was because he's he was purported to be leaving Real Madrid, and the news about our proposed takeover came in the same twenty four hours. People were oh, Ramos to Newcastle. It's not no, it's not happening. He's saying at Real Madrid. Who would Don't. be your could, your dream I would have marquee him as signing? If I could have anybody, who is who like feasibly, my... if we had say one hundred and fifty million or a bit more than that, one matter. Mm. Is he, he a marquee he's signing? Yeah, he's a he's a huge. This is your dream, Jesus, Dave, Dave. This is your dream. 
There's no, no. I was thinking Gareth Bale or something along that matter. line. Paul said feasible. Right, Juan Mata, if we were taken over, Juan Mata is a feasible signing. He's on a free. Mm. We could afford his wages because he's on a free. I notice I once again, that's... Dave, you've chosen so, a man. I didn't, I didn't hear the word feasible. Oh, that's all right. Yeah, I mean, if it's in, like incredible, then yeah, Kylian Mbappe. But, it's but I think, I think <laughs> when you're talking an investment of hundreds of millions feasible, you could go to like Gareth Bale level. That's like no, you can't afford his wages. Oh, Dave. His wages are going to be like two hundred grand a week. We just can't afford that. Not yet. Okay, more. Any more Sorry. tough questions? <laughs> um, I don't know. Let's have a look. Uh, is it wrong that I still? Sorry, Andy Sheldon asks. Is it wrong that I still think this takeover is utter bollocks? No, it's perfectly fine. Yeah, Andy, think I think you're and you're are, ahead of the rest of us there, and we oh, we should uh, look to you. To continue, and are we right to presume a new owner will retain Rafa just because we think it's the right thing to do? Um, yeah, I think it's fine for you to think it's total bollocks because it might be. Um, mm. It's, it's health, you know, healthy scepticism. Um, In terms of retaining Rafa, new, it's yeah, it would seem odd not to. You've got a manager yeah. who loves the club, who's won the Champions League and the fans love. You, it would be yeah. putting yourself on the back foot straight away, even if you had like yeah, down uh, lined up or somebody. I think he'd certainly be retained at least a season. Yeah. yeah. He, uh, one of the other things that the, um, the Middle East journalist said was that the, the Arabian businessmen who buy into the Premier League clubs... They want a big name club. They want a big name manager. They want, you know, they want the renown, and you get that with Rafa Benitez. He is one of the most successful club managers in in the world, and yeah, he, he's managed some of the biggest clubs. He's a big name, of course. They'll want to try and keep him if they can. And the last question I can see is, if again, another one from Andy Sheldon. He asks, if we do become a money superpower, will Rafa go mental with big-name signings or take a more measured, sensible approach? What do you think, Fergus? I think he would. I think he'd probably... Money burns a hole in your pocket, doesn't it? So I don't think he'd go mental with big-name signings. But... Uh, you know, I'd like to think he'd be sensible, but I, you know, I think he'd want to spend what was available to him. I think he'd spend Definitely. it, but I don't think he'd do. If you look at when he signed Torres, that was fairly big money, but it wasn't like when Chelsea signed Torres, which was just paying exactly, far over yeah. the odds to get a big name. I think he'd sign yeah. very good players for big money, but it wouldn't be the largest fee that will ever be paid for that player. I don't think he'd be interested in names per se. I think that's usually the people above. There might be, yeah. you never know, new owners, there might be pressure to have a, a, a we mean business. Which he struggled with before, signing. when he was at Madrid, he was sort of pressured to, towards the Galacticos rather than the players he thought made the team better. And he kind yeah. of gave up on those principles towards the end, which is what kind of spelled the end for him there where he was selecting yeah. teams based on the bigger-name players rather than the ones he wanted to pick. So I think he'd be even more but resolved I, I to the, not do that again. Yeah. I, th I think he's quite happy, like you say, to spend the money if it's available. And I think that the type of player that he wants, you know, the, the intelligent, the hard-working, 
Berg, the technically capable, that that all comes at a premium. So they might not be the biggest names on the planet, but they will command a big fee um, because teams want them. So I still think um, he'd probably go after the likes of Andros Townsend, who he's wanted for a while. I don't think he'd recalibrate his sort of scopes that much. Yeah, and and he'll be fully aware of the limitations that he's working under. Partly the you know the biggest names aren't going to want to move to Newcastle United when we can't pay the wages that other clubs can yet, and the you know like Newcastle, it is a it is the furthest you can get away from London. It's it's hard to get players to come there without the you know without throwing a little bit more a little bit more money their way. But players oh, will happily go to Barcelona, and that's further from London. <laughs> Fuck you! You knew what I meant. I do. Yeah, yeah. I think um, I think the main thing with Benitez wouldn't be about who he bought in the first window or anything. It would be the fact that he'd be at a club that had a plan to invest in the club and the infrastructure, mm. and just things like yeah. the training ground and the academy, like our recovery ice bath things are still paddling pools compared to some of the state of the art stuff that's around so i think it's more that side that would be yeah. more exciting uh, for benitez and again that's something that seems that is reported to be uh, you know a priority for the for investors from that neck of the woods that they want to be associated with state of the art facilities and doing stuff for the community because it's about pr it's about getting their name out as 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 um important and gracious and all the rest of it they want to be thought oh, yeah. of well and that's that's something we haven't they... addressed yeah which we how, how, how are we all like about being a um a smokescreen for uh really dodgy people are we all cool with that might as well be eh? well we've been a smokescreen for a really dodgy person for the last 10 years, it's 12 a, years. So. It's a bigger scale. This is, a, my issue is a, a lot of fans going, yeah, but fans going that people have like betting companies on their shirts and it's all, for, everyone's in it, so you just have to accept it. It is, it's much worse with some, like Man City, there's sort of blood on your hands as a Man City fan. You've chosen to kind of tacitly endorse it. But I think at the same time, football fans are always going to be in line with that, it's not our job to please no. that. Yeah, I think, well, you, yeah, can still, yeah, I think a... you can still support your team, but vote for political parties that will try and end that kind of involvement. That's more. Yeah. I think that's yeah. the way I, I get think, to sleep. Yeah. There's at a night. big. I think Mike Ashley is terrible, but there's a big difference between Mike Ashley and Sheikh Mansour, yeah. and because I, I am. Uh, Hypocrite! I would rather have Sheikh Mansour own my club. <laughs> yeah, this, this is the annoying thing. I think we're he's all... responsible for probably for a much worse thing. But I, I think the one thing we shouldn't do as fans is the kind the what aboutery. Anytime, like you see Man City fans now defending Mansour, and you just think you've you've no reason to be doing this. You're just doing it to make yourself feel better. You just have to own the choice you've made where you're happy but to be I, endorsing. Can I ask a question? Are we, like, I have no dog in this fight. I'm just asking. Is there anything linking Sheikh Mansour directly to, like, the atrocities carried out in the, in, by the royal family of the, um, of 
You know, isn't it, isn't it basically money from the state? It's not Saudi yeah. Arabia, is it? It's Qatar. It's Qatar, is it? Or is oh, it UAE? UAE, I think. But it, right. But, but it's money but you know from the actual so state. So it's not... Right. Yeah, we're basically oh, a laundering thing for their reputation, where they can get away so, with yeah. killing people, basically. It's the same... Yeah, it's UAE that own Man City, and it's Qatar that own PSG, don't you know? Yeah. And they right. both... And they... And they and it's both been done. It's not. It's not like Abramovich, who's like a sort of playboy billionaire who thought it would be fun to own a football club. It is a conscious PR decision yeah. for a nation. Yeah. I mean, Abramovich has got blood on his hands as well. As well, but again, not getting into what about three. Um, yeah, I, was, I wasn't sure, I but wasn't the, the, being... Chelsea aren't there to make Abramovich look good. No, I mean, in a way, they are there to give him a bit of legitimacy and yeah, and the give him a British money, visa, allegedly. Yeah, yes. I, I was, I wasn't being, um, I wasn't being an arsehole. I was just asking. I, I didn't know if there was any direct yeah, yeah, yeah. between months or yeah. Um, but yeah, so you're about thirty-three percent that it's going to happen. Fergus Paul's about seventy percent that it's going to happen. I'm about sixty percent it's going to happen. We should know something else on Friday, whether it's just that the, the the club say, yes, we've accepted the bid and now we're starting formal procedures or fucking nothing. And it's all been a load of bullshit. By the end of, by the end of Friday, we should at least be able to change those percentages a bit. And before Let's we hope. finish the pod, before we finish this pod, are we ever going to address... Just for the listeners, are we ever going to address that constant buzzing? <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't think the listeners can hear Paul's phone buzzing. Oh, right. 30 seconds. Uh, oh, it's, it's a WhatsApp it group. I'm uh, not even involved in it. You should have said, is it an I'm old stag do not disturb. No, it's not an old stag I, I duck out of those as soon as, I'm, as soon as the plane touches down. Yeah. Straight out of those. What's the WhatsApp group, Paul? It, ugh, it's a load of cousins of my wife. Yeah. Your wife's cousins. <laughs> Basically, so they all swap photos of kids. Not in that way. <laughs> oh, my God. I'm not even in a family WhatsApp group with my immediate family. Oh, you got to, Dave. No, because they share photographs of their, my nephew or, I don't know, a visit to the palace or something. I, I don't want to... I don't want to say that. I mean, I mean, I know this is uh, bragging, but I'm in a WhatsApp group with David Hasselhoff. Yeah. And on more than one occasion, I've put my phone onto airplane mode because I'm like, I can't fucking sleep because David Hasselhoff keeps on texting. What a life you lead, Fergus. Yeah. <laughs> Erferies <laughs> and David Hasselhoff. <laughs> well, let's just say that the, the, the Hasselhoff texts have very much slowed up. <laughs> uh, uh, but I think that's it. I think then, that's everything covered. How would you rate this season? Let's give it a. Are we talking numbers or. We're talking grades? letters, school grades. Lovely. Uh, I would say a B. Mm. Fergus. Yeah, go, based on where we could realistically how we could realistically expect it to go 
at the start of the season, I would go D as well. Yeah, because I think we just, um, I mean, we got more points than we did last year. Beat Man City, we had a good defence, we got some, got to see some good players. You know, Almiron broke our transfer record, but we were still hampered by the, the fucker in charge. So, um, yeah, I would say a B. I think Benitez has done a great job. I'm going to go C. I think Benitez has done a great job, but I just remember how miserable the first quarter of the season was. And the fact that we've had money to spend and willfully not spent it and kind of tied our own hand behind our back. We basically got into an yeah. exam and deliberately not answered a third of the questions and still passed. Yeah. But it's hard not to think what could have been and what yeah. could yeah. be next season. Mm. Speaking of which, just a quick one, where do you think we'll end up next season if Ashley's still in charge? You know, status quo, Benitez still here, sign some players to replace the ones we've got, roughly the same capability. I think... What do you think? 15th. I think 10th. Yeah, I would, I would say 10th. Cool. Well, that's, that's where will we be with a sugar daddy, though? That's the... Because I think, uh, realistically, that would only buy us an extra three places. Yeah, I reckon about... I don't know. Is there anything higher than first? I think we'll be, <laughs> high, I think we'll be higher than first. <laughs> Lovely. Uh, seventh. Yeah. If everything I'd... went amazing. It's really yeah, bad that the height say... of our ambition is to go from potentially tenth to potentially seventh. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but I'll tell time. you what, just really, really quickly, um, if Man United and Arsenal stutter like they have this season and we are taken over by a sugar daddy and Benitez gets all the players that he wants and we do really well and Almiron hits the ground running in the new season and Lejeune stays fit and all this kind of shit, we could possibly get past them. That's wow. my, that's my, you know, getting carried away with this stuff. The ostrich is back right at the death. <laughs> <laughs> or even Chelsea. Maybe we, Chelsea. Yeah. Well, they can't sign anyone, can they? Yeah, and Hazard's away. Can't say anyone. They're going to lose Hazard. Oh. Sarri Ball, I know they've just won a car, but Sarri Ball's, you know, very much may not work out. Yeah. Who knows? So what you, yeah. what you, well, that's it. So we're finishing above Man U, Arsenal and Chelsea. <laughs> that's guaranteed. We are idiots. We should have this played back to us next season as a lesson to just stop having ambition. Yeah. Deluded Geordies. But until then, let's have a summer of dreaming. It's been a pleasure to enjoy both of your company over this season. And we'll we'll probably be back next season, barring a disaster. We'll try and have more people in the studio, I think, next season as well. Because yeah. otherwise I'm alive, coming, I'm coming alive ac- audience. <laughs> otherwise I'm coming across London to make a phone call <laughs> once a week. <laughs> <laughs> which is it's like something from the late 19th century. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I have to book it. <laughs> Get me Canada. It's in the new world. <laughs> awesome. Well, thank you very much, gents. It's been a pleasure. And thank you to you, the Natter listeners and contributors. Thank you very much. Goodbye, Fergus and Dave. Bye, guys. Bye. 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 The Newcastle Natter is back for the season by Labrooks.
This is a Playback Media production. To listen to all our football podcasts, visit playbackmedia.co.uk. Sports Social Podcast Network.